welcome, 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 everybody, to part two of the Five Star Movie Podcast. Our first two-parter in a while here. Uh, uh, for, so for part two, about Faye Dunaway in the 1974 film Chinatown. Um, Faye is known for some of her other roles, uh, like uh, as, as Bonnie and Bonnie and Clyde, um, uh, across from Warren Beatty. Um, she no- has a very notable role in Network as well. Um, some other ones, that, some other, other things that you might know her from too, uh, Three Days of the Condor, the uh, sort of paranoid thriller that I believe came out the year before, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then she was also in the Thomas Crown Affair with Steve McQueen, um, which I think was remade in the 90s. And then uh, if you haven't seen any of that, you probably know her from the 2017 Oscars uh, or her in Ward Beatty famously messed up the best picture announcement. Um, but I think we're going to keep it to her acting today. Uh, yes. What are you most familiar with from her? <laughs> um, I think my first experience with her was actually the Oscars flub. I was like, who's this Faye Dunaway <laughs> character? Is she even famous? Um, <laughs> I love her network. Won an Oscar for network. Um, I love her Bonnie and Clyde. I love that movie so much. Uh, and then uh, she's in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. And then she is in the Bye Bye Man. So <laughs> Faye Dunaway really, really hasn't found an end of her career. And that's okay. At least she's not Judy Dench in Artemis Fowl. That's true. I mean, Judy Dench with the, with the like on fire streak of cats, then Artemis Fowl. That really just leaves you, leaves you Dude, wanting more. That woman must be loaded though. Yeah. They probably they probably just bought her an island. Like, what what do you want for this? Just give me an island. She's trying to make sure her like the fifth generation of her from now is going to college for free. Yeah, exactly. I want to be royalty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I'm glad we we get to have more Faye Dunaway, even uh, even if it is just like kind of random things like her being at the Oscars and things like that. Um, I like seeing her. Um, and uh, I think she's really great in this movie as well. Um, you know, I think probably the best way to like describe her performance is um, that it like always has an effect on the other people around her. Like uh, the, the thing I'm thinking of is like the first scene uh, where she's introduced, where she comes in and Jack Nicholson's like telling that joke and the, um, the uh, two of his cronies are trying to tell him like, stop that, stop that. And then she kind of dresses down Jack Nicholson and has like the great line of like, I don't get tough with anybody. My lawyer does. And then like walks out. It's just such a great introduction to her. And that's how she is for so much of the movie. Um, and she's just so like, I, I think the two, the two ways I described her in the doc was like stately and clever, but you can still understand why uh, Giddis is, is like attracted to her and why she has like such a pull on, on the men in her life. Um, and the performance just only gets better um, the more you watch the movie, like because this is a very like twisty movie, and and once you know some of what's going on, you go back and you watch and you realize like oh this is what this part meant when she did that or this is what this is what that look on her face was. So I think 
that's really aged well about her performance in the movie. Uh, what did what did you think about her performance? I agree with I, I really do agree with everything you said. I think the one word for me to describe like her her character is just like strong. Like it's a very mm-hmm. strong performance. Like you like every time she's on the screen, she like she kind of dominates it and like knows how to make like the scene hers. And Jack Nicholson does a really nice job of kind of like staying away when when Faye Dunaway is like shining. And mm-hmm. uh, she just is like a, she just does a really nice job of like being a like a like I, I, a presence is like the best way I'd put it because like she she doesn't have it's not like Nell where she's like on the screen for like 75% of the movie. It's it's a lot more of like, she's working with less, but like the performance itself was so, was so good. Yeah. And it was just so like formidable. And this was just a, like you like, it's tough to have that kind of a, like a presence, I think as when you're not like the lead lead in a Mm -hmm. movie. Yeah, like she really like sucks all the air out of every scene in like a really good way. You know, like you kind of can feel like I don't know if this was direction on set or 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 what, but like you could kind of feel everybody's like posture stiffen and like feel like they have to change the way that they act around her, which is really like good with the character in this movie. I I, I really love that. <laughs> yeah, she kind of like blends into the role very well. Like it's not like. Like, I watched The Holiday last night, and Cameron Diaz is like, I don't love Cameron Diaz, and you kind of never feel like she's whoever she's playing. You just kind of feel like it's Cameron Diaz pretending to be whoever she's playing. But with Faye Dunaway, it was just like, you, like, totally believe that she was this, like, woman who married her, like, father's business partner, and now she's, like, really rich, but she has all these demons, but, like, she doesn't, like, show them because she needs to be, like, a strong woman or no one would respect her. It's just, like, you really buy it all. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, she's definitely like playing like a type within noir films too of of like the femme fatale basically, but mm-hmm. she's doing it in such a way where she feels like a little bit more. I don't know if I would say empowered, but like a little bit more in control of things, um, and like she's not as sort of like a branch blowing in the wind. Like a lot of this is happening. She has her fingers like in the pot, and I think that's a nice little like turn on it. And I think she does just a great job of portraying it. I agree. What are uh, I feel like we I feel like we just talked about all of the positives of this yeah. performance. But do you have any more you want to mention? We'll we'll keep we'll stay positive. Uh, like like <laughs> we said, I mean, she's just like she just really holds her own with Jack Nicholson, which I think is amazing, considering that like she almost didn't get the role. Like it was supposed to be Ally McGraw. And then after that, the producer wanted Jane Fonda. Um, and then uh, Roma Plansky, the director, uh, was, was set on Dunaway. And eventually that's who he gave the role. And I think uh, it was a good choice by, by Polanski. Um, he's made some not good choices in his life too, but that was a good choice. Um, and I, I'm glad she's in it because uh, and she just she just makes the movie better. I don't know Ally McGraw very well, but I um I think that that's probably a sign that she would not have been as good in this movie as Faye Dunaway. <laughs> I have no idea who Ally McGraw is. It turns out she was like one of the most beautiful women in the world, like early in her career. Marries Steve McQueen, 
Oh no. Yeah, married she married a lot of times. Holy cow. Uh <laughs> I don't know who this is. She was in Love Story, which is famous for being the last movie shot on Harvard's campus because they like trashed Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> Nominated for an Oscar, Love Story. Yeah. Part of the nineteen seventies. It's got that famous line too of like love never means having to say you're sorry or something like that. I've I've never seen the movie. That's just been on a on a poster that I have of like the 101 greatest movie quotes. Line. That's a yeah. Line. That like doesn't make any sense. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, it's the Chinatown quote at the end on there. Like Jack, drop it. It's Chinatown. Forget yeah. It. It's I, Chinatown. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. <laughs> I think that's a uh, God. I wish I could dig up the poster. I might've thrown it away, but uh, I, I think that's in like the twenties. That's definitely in there though. Uh, pop, like I, I don't really have any more positives there to be perfectly honest I think it's just one of those performances that's like it's memorable and you couldn't imagine the film without her after you've watched it with her like if you th- I don't even like I'm not old enough to be able to just fire off other women who were like big at that time yeah but I just think that there's something about Faye Dunaway's like posture and like how she carries herself and who she is in the other movies I've seen her in where it's just like, I totally buy it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think it like the movie is iconic and then her in the movie, I think is also iconic. And I think it's, it's with good reason. She does a great job. Um, we'll move on and, and get a little bit negative here. I don't think there's too many, too many negatives, at least that I have. I, I will say though, I think we mentioned it earlier, her getting hit I, like has really not aged very well. And it sort of undercuts like how strong she is um, in the movie. And so I, I kind of uh, feel like I, like, I feel like that scene makes a lot of sense for Giddis's character and sort of how morally murky he is, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make as much sense for her. Um, uh, and then I, I think my other question would be like, so she got nominated for Best Actress. And, like, is this a lead performance or a supporting performance? Uh, that's not really on her, but she's not in this movie a ton. I mean, she's in a good amount, but she's not in it a, a super huge amount. I, I agree. I don't think she's in it really enough to warrant a leading actress. But we did also talk about Signs of the Lambs today where Hopkins did it True. for 12 minutes. That's true. One leading Oscar actor. I think my one, this isn't really like a negative. It's more of just me being trying to find a negative. So we, we agree that Faye Dunaway is like very, very good in this movie, but like, mm-hmm. this is also regarded as one of the best scripts ever. So is there really any chance that whoever plays this role, like we don't look at them and go, wow, what a great performance. That's true. Like you would have to be, I mean, Obviously, you can fuck up a really good script, but, like, you would have to be almost trying to. And, you know, like, she would have to be coming in and giving, like, almost like a comedic performance or something in order to yeah. really mess this up. Yeah. I, no, I, she would have to really be, like, chewing on the scenery for some reason and just, like, doing some, like, shit with her eyes or something. Just, like, really, like, oh, she would have to have been overacting, but instead it's almost like she looked at the script really and like really understood the character and what kind of energy was she was supposed to bring, which is what makes it so great. Yeah. I think like the biggest, so uh, 
flashing back to our Oscars discussions here. I, I think like, I think the biggest mistake they could have made is like something like that happened with like Cameron Diaz and gangs of New York, where it's a good role, but she just isn't right. And so like, you watch the character and you're like, she's doing an okay job, but I just don't believe it. You know, like, I feel like if that, that's what might've happened if Jane Fonda or Ali McGraw was the character, but I definitely don't feel that way with, with Faye Dunaway in the role. Yeah, I agree. That's like my only, it's not even a negative. It's just like, uh, anybody could have done it. How hard yeah. would it be? It's, like, it's just, it's like, oh, we have to say something negative. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. I, ha- I had a joke I wanted to make earlier. Do you think, uh, do you think Jodie Foster uh, method acted now? <laughs> Jodie Foster is like walking around her house, like speaking like Nell. Chicka, chicka, <laughs> bay, Lilton, Lilton, Gainja, Racking. Racking. I just love hearing Liam Neeson go, I don't understand. What does chicka bay mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that movie's gonna live in my head forever. Yeah, I'm gonna be walking around and something random's gonna happen. I'm gonna go chickaby, chickaby, <laughs> little wrecking. I Do think you have anything, anything else on Faye Dunaway? Uh, you know, I don't. I, I'm, I'm. As you mentioned before, I I'm, I am sort of regretting re- recommending it for this one and not just doing the movie club. But hey, maybe we do a, a rewatchable or something another time uh, on this movie. But she's great. This movie's one of my favorites. I'm glad we watched it. Yeah, I think there's a lot about this movie to love, and I think it would be fun to like down the road, yeah, like be able to rewatch it and have a better under. Like, it's not that I didn't understand the movie or found it slow, except at first, like. It was like the first 10 minutes were like what's going on but uh because all he's doing is like following that guy around and i was like who is this guy again <laughs> yeah it's very silent too and not a lot of words and like as a, as a film student as soon as a movie does that like that's the the first thing that film students are like oh my god there's no dialogue it's so good but then when you're like watching the movie you're like what's happening but then like if you're re-watching it like, I will say, like, upon rewatch, I was like, I remember this. He's trying to figure out what is up with the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, you know, when you're first watching the movie, you're, like, sitting there and you're like, now he's talking to a little kid on a horse and he's uh, going down on the coast and he's just kind of, and then, and then, wait, this woman's not that woman and what, you know, like, it takes a second to, like, click, you know? Yes, I completely agree. And that there's like there's literally nothing wrong with that. Like I should have to use my brain a little bit when I watch a movie, but uh, I I watched that right after Nell, where like I checked out about <laughs> an hour in. Nell's not like underplaying anything, you know. <laughs> do you want to do some rapid fire quick questions, kind of comparing the two women? And if you have any ones that aren't here, feel free to add them. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds really fun. All right. Not we. I don't think we should do too much of an explanation. We should just keep these like short. I guess I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Who do you think was more important to their movie? So, I think our I think our discussion before this kind of leads into this. Well, I don't think Nell is the better movie, but I think Jodie Foster is more important to Nell. 
I don't know what you think or if you agree. I think I think so too. I think having a, a strong performance from Jody, you know, kind of makes that movie like a like an absolute joke to like kind of a joke. And uh uh I think Faye Dunaway is like great, but uh I don't know. I think end of the day that's more of a Jack Nicholson movie than it is a Faye Dunaway movie. Definitely agreed. And and like like we were saying too, like there's other actresses where you could see them being in it and being okay. You know, like Faye Dunaway is great, but um, there's other, like Faye Dunaway is many wins above replacement, but if you're at the replacement level actress, you're not losing too much in the movie. Whereas like, if you have like replacement level actress in Nell, you're like, oh no. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. Uh <laughs> So they both lost their Oscar. Jody lost to Jessica Lang for Blue Sky, and Faye lost to Ellen Bernstein. Oh wow! For Alice doesn't live here anymore. Oh, I did not know Ellen Bernstein won an Oscar. I didn't know she won for that movie. I've she, seen that movie. <laughs> I know she like she won an Oscar. I know she like complained when she didn't win the Oscar for Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> uh, she's really good in that movie, though. I'm not gonna lie. She's like yeah. insane in that movie. Um, do you think either one deserved, I don't know if you've seen any of those movies, but do you think like, just like object, like, I don't know. Do you think either one of them deserved an Oscar for their performance? Let's compare it to this year. How about that? Maybe uh, that might be easier. Movies we've seen. Um, you know, huh. I, I think, man, I, I definitely don't think either of them deserved to win the year that they, that they were nominated I feel like I, I I personally would not nominate Jody, but I can I guess I can kind of understand it. Uh, I would definitely nominate Faye. I think. I think if we were like, I agree. I don't think either of them necessarily like des- like deserve like the Oscar for like their specific year. I've never seen any of the other movies, <laughs> um, but and in terms of like this most past year, where it was like. Uh, Renee, Cynthia Revo, who was it? What was it? There was a Scarlett, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. What? Oh, Marisha, duh. <laughs> and then uh, Charlize. For okay, well, that's easy. I think I feel like in 2020 they would have made a big push for Faye to be supporting. Mm-hmm. I still think she would have lost to Laura Dern. Those are two different performances, though. Laura Dern was just given like some sick lines and just fired them off. Yeah, Laura, Laura Dern's a, a fucking force to be reckoned with. You know, <laughs> that would have been oh my god, that would have been a real competition. But then Jody, I I I think there's some things about now that wouldn't have been received well in 2020. So just that no. movie put into 2020, <laughs> the answer is probably no. But if you like, kind of maybe fix some of the things here and there. The, I don't know. Maybe it was probably better than. I don't know. Maybe Charlize. The, uh, I I think I mentioned this to you before. Nell in like the '90s, that must have been like the version of what like Eddie Redmayne in the Theory of Everything is now to now, where it's like a, uh, uh, like attractive Hollywood person portraying a person with either mental or physical disabilities and then like getting um getting awards recognition for that you know this was based off a play that's based off of like a guy's life but 
I don't know. I feel like, I, yeah, I feel like if you just transported this into now, there's some things that this movie would get like raked over the coals for. <laughs> Theory of Everything sucks. I hate that movie. Yeah, not a fan. The movie's like six and a half hours. Eddie's not even doing that good of a job, and he won the damn Oscar for it. No. Um, and they made Felicity Jones' character look like a bitch. It's like uh, her husband's a jackass to yeah. her. I'm sorry that she slept with another man. Well, I don't even know if she slept with another man. She's like, I don't ta- think I don't she remember. did. I don't think she did either. I think she just like talked to this guy. And he was like, I'm really upset with you. Please don't do that. <laughs> like, shut up, dude. <laughs> you know how you know how he kept saying that that Faye Dunaway is really strong in Chinatown. They yeah. they make Felicity Jones look very weak in the theory of everything, which is really a shame. She's such a good actress who just gets put in these like really like difficult roles and movies, which is like. She's great. Give her something good. Yeah. Give her something she can like do. I like her. I like less of what she has done in movies. <laughs> I agree. Um, so we're going to skip the who was better in their role question. I don't know if there's like a I don't know. I feel like that was like the first question. Who was more, do, well, do you, who do you think was better in their role? Who? Huh. Oh man. That's tough, cause I I genuinely don't know how Jodie Foster just like isn't laughing the whole movie with the shit she's saying. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Faye Dunaway though. Then fuck it. I like her performance way better. I'm going Faye Dunaway. <laughs> I don't really have an answer. I think they were both like. I don't even know. I think I think I think Jody gives more to her movie, but I think Faye was doing a better job all for all things purposes. Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's uh if I was one of the actors on Nell, the like only thing that I would be focusing on is not my lines or delivery, but just not laughing as soon as she spoke in that like language. Little racket. <laughs> You're like oh my lord maybe i'm being really insensitive right now but like that just really like would have driven me nuts uh but um, like fade down away knocks it out of the park so i'm gonna go with her who do you think would have better who do you think would have been better in the other person's movie and probably like, they swapped the roles yeah <laughs> probably <laughs> i don't want to see fade down away do that <laughs> that would have been a little strange <laughs> Imagine she done it. I think, like, uh, like you know, I don't know. Would have been weird. Would have been different. So, so think about how, like, not PC compared to today's culture. Nell is already. Imagine if they made Nell twenty years before, in 1974. They would, uh, they would be committing a lot of medical uh, malpractice that they uh, don't commit even in 1994. Yeah, you're right on that. And I think the other thing that kind of would have worked against Faye is she's like, I think it's like one of the things that Nell is they kind of like made Jodie Foster seem like a childlike character. Yeah. And it kind of worked because like Jodie Foster is like not that tall. And mm-hmm. Faye Dunaway is like four inches. I just looked it up. She's like four inches taller than Jodie Foster. So I think that would have been a little strange. But it's definitely Jodie Foster would have been. Jodie Foster would have been, been pretty sick in Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> Jodie Foster's maybe not like as 
like I guess like sexy as as Faye Dunaway, but she definitely would be like she definitely would be like taking Nicholson to task really well. I would I would love to see that. I agree. Uh, who had the better career? You know, I think I'm gonna say Jody. I think she had a little bit more a little bit more pull, a little bit more sway. She directs stuff, you know? Like she directed Money Monster. <laughs> the oh, Beaver. Oh, and they, uh, did I did I mention a Black Mirror episode yet? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know which one, but uh, I saw that in her uh uh letterbox. I think she's directed a few episodes of House of Cards as well that I that I watched before everything happened, but uh I, I think Jody I think Jody Foster. She she's uh, she's like I think it's a very different career, but I think she's done exactly what she wants to do. Solely based on Oscars, uh she's won two on four nominations, both for Best Actress were both of the Oscars, which is uh that's kinda cool. Um and then Faye won an Oscar for Best Actress for Network with two other nominations for Chinatown, obviously, and Bonnie and Clyde. Faye Dunaway has been in some big movies. Like, she was in Tar- The Towering Inferno, which was nominated for an Oscar, as well as, like, Network and Chinatown. And she was Mommy Dearest, I think, in Mommy Dearest, which is kind of mm-hmm. uh, No, No wire hangers ever. <laughs> um, I would also say Jody though, just because of what you said, where she's kind of gotten to, like, do her own path. While like Faye Dunaway, like I'm not really sure what she's up to these days, and like obviously there's like an age difference between the two of them, so like we'll see where uh, Jody sees ends up in like 15, 20 years. But I just like I don't really care what Faye Dunaway's doing anymore. Like she kind of had her moment, and I'm kind of done. But Faye Dunaway, I'm still interested in. Yeah, like Faye Dunaway might have had the best career as far as like just acting roles. Like here, listen to this. Uh, so 1974, Chinatown, 1974, The Towering Inferno, 1975, Three Days of the Condor, 1976, Network, and then 1978, Eyes of Laura Mars. You can't get much better than that as far as like a four-year, five-year run. But like Jodie Foster, I think, controls more of what she wants to do, you know? Uh I agree. And I think it's kind of tough to compare the two of them just because there is like a little bit of a, I mean, they're 20, 21 years apart. In yeah. Age. Let me see. Can, can she do a good four year run? Oh, she was in Sons of the Lambs. Boom. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Boom. There's all, there's all four years. <laughs> uh, you know, in the last like 20 years, she was in, she hasn't done a whole lot. But that's okay. She voiced someone on The Simpsons. That's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. We can go into the next question of who do you – this is kind of a tough question, I think. I, I kind of – I put this question down, then I thought about it. I was like, I'll keep it. Oh. She asked the same question twice at one point. So who <laughs> do you think has the better chemistry with their male lead? Like between – this is kind of easy. Between Fade Runaway, Jack Nicholson, and Liam Neeson, and – uh uh, Jodie Foster, who do you think was like the better duo? Uh, it, it's definitely Jack Nicholson and yeah. and uh, Faye Dunaway. <laughs> I I completely agree. There's a there's no there, that's a stupid that's a bad question. 
Um, it would have worked better if it was like Natasha, Natasha Richardson. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, I mean, you know, I don't think I don't think that Jodie Foster and Liam Neeson necessarily have like awful chemistry. It's just like the the movie is not doing either of them any favors, you know. No. I agree, and and like it's almost good they don't have chemistry because like nobody needs that. Yeah, if they if they were like if sparks were flying between the two of them in the movie, I I would feel very uncomfortable. Do you have anything else you want to discuss about these two? Um, you know, all I gotta say is, Lilton Chick of the Racket. Amen to that. Uh, <laughs> Next, <laughs> next week we're here with the 2007 Oscars. Yes, sir. Where The Departed, The Departed, beat out. Let me think about this. It beat out. I always, I always forget one. It beat out The Queen, Little Miss Sunshine, Babel, Babel. They don't fucking say the word in the movie, so I have no idea what it's called. <laughs> Babel or Babel? Who knows. And then I keep getting this movie wrong, but I believe it's Letters of to Iwo Jima. Yeah, or Letters from Iwo Jima. From, from. I have no idea what the name of the movie is, but that should mostly be a departed podcast. But hopefully, something surprises me. Oh yeah, we're uh, we're definitely going to be talking a, a lot about the departed. I'm going to be coming. That. I'm 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 so happy to be rewatching it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come in here with like lines queued up to be saying. I'm gonna be pulling out a Boston accent. It's gonna be a fun one. I'm excited. I'm. I'm uh, <laughs> I've only seen. I watched The Queen like I don't know a few weeks ago. I'm not rewatching The Queen. It's fine. I liked it. It's fine. And then I watched Babel Babble, as I said. And I don't know. I didn't love it, but I'm excited to see what you think. And then I'm look. I've been. I'm actually looking forward to a little bit of sunshine. I feel like the the movie's got a cool cast. I've heard really good things about that movie, um, and I think that that's probably the one that is um, going to give The Departed the most run for its money. If I had to take a guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't I haven't seen many of these ones yet, so I'm excited to kind of in the next week go through and <laughs> binge through them all and see what see what what they're all about yeah i'm excited to see what else i decide to watch this week we're like coming to an end of me being able to watch like three four movies a day because (laughs) my job my job will become a lot more serious but you know what that's okay i've seen a lot of movies and i I couldn't have asked for the opportunity that i have to have seen all these movies lately yeah this has been a great little like um a great little like time to just sit inside watch movies go go back on like movie history but like definitely if i had to choose between the two between like quarantine and a ton of movies or not quarantine and a regular amount of movies i think i would take the the latter i completely i completely agree um i had something i was gonna say you know what must not have been that important that's okay (laughs) You know what? Uh, I I can't remember which comedian's live show they said this, but if it's a if you forgot it, then it must have been a lie. 
Um, probably was. <laughs> um, well, we'll be back uh, lying to everybody next week about the 2007 Oscar ceremony. <laughs> you better believe it. But until then, get the fuck out of here. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.